praise the Lord. We're going to start Genesis chapter 1 tonight. We started Sunday night. We got through two verses. We're going to call, we're going to call tonight Genesis chapter 1, part 2. In the beginning, part 2. Or we can call it in the beginning, day 1. Okay? This is in the beginning, day 1. Uh, just a recap of the first two verses. We... We talked about in the beginning God, how God was before all things, how God is always going to be after all things or even gone. God will still be. Amen. God is eternal. God is preexistent, eternally existent. Those are things we talked about last week. We talked about the deep. We talked about how the deep was not some mysterious thing. It was water because it explains it in the same verse. Chapter uh, 1 verse 2 it says The earth was without form and void And darkness was upon the face of the deep And everybody tries to make a big deal about that deep But the deep is water Because the very next part of that verse says And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters Okay So we can't get all Super spiritualizing everything When it literally says waters In the same verse Amen So the deep is waters It was formless and empty, formless and void, the King James says. A better way of understanding that is instead of without form, we're going to say unordered. And without and void, we're going to talk about being unfilled. So the earth was without form and it was unfilled. Amen. So tonight, as we begin chapter three, we're going to start putting some form to all the stuff that's unformed. And we're going to start putting stuff in the unfilled places. Amen? Amen? So Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, or verse 3, 4, and 5 is probably all we're going to get through tonight. It says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day now I could preach all all night on this but I'm not somebody say praise the Lord <laughs> get that out of the way right now I could preach all night on these three verses now I want to start uh, with just a small note here Number one note that I have for this is A foundational teaching of the Bible is here That God speaks and so does the universe changing uh, Excuse me A foundational teaching is here of the Bible That God speaks and does so with the universe Changing authority The command of the verse the command in this verse is just two words in the Hebrew. So God, just with two words in the Hebrew, spoke light into existence. Well, and the, the, the greatest thing that we get out of this, the number one thing that I get, is that God, in his infinite power, does absolutely nothing but say, light be, and it is. Amen? So, we, we talked about in the beginning was God. Amen? 
So we know God always was. God existed forever, right? Now, the ESV says this, and I'm going to read it out of there just because we can. The ESV says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Now that, that doesn't sound much different, does it? King James and that sounds pretty similar, doesn't it? You know why? Because they are. <laughs> we, we make it way more complicated than it is. And I could totally uh, throw a bunch of Greek and, or Hebrew words out here that talk about this thing and that thing, what light is and why light does what light does. And uh, we could talk about all this stuff or we can read the text for what it says. Amen? Amen. Let's read the text for what it says and then expound upon it from there. I do like this, that this is a foundational teaching of the Bible. That is, God speaks and does so with universe-changing authority. Amen? God speaks with universe-changing authority. He speaks, and we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, and creation listens every time. There's never a point when God speaks and creation does not listen. So, for all those people to say, well, I don't believe in that sovereignty thing, and I don't believe that God's in control of everything, and I just think we got a big enough free will to outwill God, good luck. Because <laughs> God speaks and creation listens. Amen? Now, I don't know about you. I was in darkness at one point, and God spoke, and creation listened. I didn't have a choice. I mean, I did. But what can you say? But yes. Amen? God isn't going to go, hey, light, when you're ready, be. God didn't say, hey, light, when you feel willing, you come into existence. Amen? He said, light, be. And light was. Amen? Since there are not any sun or moon or stars, we must assume for the time being that this light has got to be either emanating from God, who is light. Now what 1 John chapter 1 says? 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. Let's go over there and read that real quick. 1 John. It's right after Second Peter. First John chapter 5 says this. This is the message that we have heard and that we have proclaimed to you. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Come on. So before there was light, the light had to come from the light source. Because God is light, according to 1 John chapter 1. So if God is light, God, when he said, let there be light, he created light right then. It came from him or emanated from him somehow. 
because there was no moon, no sun, no stars, or anything. Those don't get made until day four. You will notice that day one, two, and three are all about forming. God form, God creates light on the first day, and then God forms the sea. He separates the waters the second day. On the third day, he causes dry land to appear. And then all of a sudden, verse 4, he starts filling the heavens. And then in verse 5, he starts, or on day 5, excuse me, day 5, he starts filling the sea. And then on day six, he fills the dry land. So day one, he creates lights in the heavens. Day two, he creates, separates the waters and seas and all that. Waters above, waters beneath, right? The third day, he creates dry land. Amen? And then on days three, or on days four, five, and six, he starts filling all three of those places. So on day four, he's going to start filling the skies that he made. Amen. He made the heavens and the earth. On day four, he's going to start filling the heavens with stars and moon and sun. Amen. Amen. That's how it works. Day one creates light. Day two, he creates the separates the water. Day three creates land and then days four five and six he fills all three of those that's an important step that you got to remember okay now we're going to move on just a little bit i want you to notice a pattern that we're going to see throughout all six days of creation okay the pattern is this god's going to make an announcement it's going to say god said that's the announcement god said every time Day one, two, three, four, five, and six. God said. Every time. Second, it says God makes a commandment. Number two is the commandment. That's the second step. It's going to be a commandment. Not only does God say, he says, let there be. Or, amen? Day one, what's he say? He says, God said, let there be light. Amen? This is the pattern that's going to go throughout every one of these days. And then... Now, I'm going to, I've separated three and four. You don't have to. They're probably so close that you don't need to. But fulfillment, and it was so. Notice it says, God, in, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen? And then the execution is the light came into being. And then God saw the light, that it was good. That's the fifth thing. God, God's approval, God saw the thing that he created. And then six, there's another subsequent God said, and God called the light day and called the darkness night. So number one, announcement. Number two, command. Number three, fulfillment. Number four, execution. Number five, approval. Number six, a subsequent word or another word from God. And then we end every day with there was evening and morning and whatever day today is the first day amen now we're going to talk about whether a day is 24 hours or not but we're going to wait till the end okay because that's where it's at right okay why did he create light first anybody got an idea why he created light first 
That would make logical sense if you weren't a God and didn't have to see, right? Now, I think God does everything for a reason. Why did God make the heavens and the earth? Okay, he made it for his own pleasure, obviously. But he already had a plan to make man. Amen? So let's just talk about this. Let's think about it rationally. Light had to come into existence before any plant would ever grow. Before any plant would ever be sustained, okay? Light had to come into existence, okay? That's just a fundamental idea. That's not, that's the that part of my notes, okay? Just the rational thought of light had to exist for all this other stuff to happen. Amen? Uh, number one, what was once formless and void was now going to be taking shape in the light. And it reminded me of a verse when Jesus is talking. He said, and this is in John 3, where he's talking, I think it's verse 19, where he says, this is the condemnation that come into the world. Light has come into the world. And, but men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. But anyone who comes into the light comes into the light so that he can show that his deeds are wrought of God. Amen. So anything God would have ever did would have been done in the light anyway. Amen. Anything God would have done in creation would have been done in the light anyway. Amen. So God also... I think knowing that this was all going to come down and be written down in this book, you think God knew that they were going to make a Bible? I think it's impossible that God wouldn't know that they were going to make a Bible, okay? Now watch this. All of creation, each part begins with the word from uh, the word of God. John 1, 1 through 4, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. All things were made by him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Amen. So everything in all of the first week of the creation story is made by the word of God. God said, God said, God said, God said, God said. Amen. Happens over and over. Now watch this. You who were in darkness have been brought into his marvelous light. How did that happen? Yet when I was dead in my trespasses and sins, amen, he made me alive. How does he make alive? First of all, 1 John says, and in him was life, and that life was the light of all men. Amen? Come on, let's just put it together. God's telling a story with this book, Amen? And we've noticed already that John 1 and Genesis 1 are tied together, okay? John done this on purpose. John wants you to see the contrast between Genesis and, 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 and John 1. Genesis 1 and John 1. John is trying to get you to see the, the similarities. And the very first thing after it says God said in John, it says that there was light. That that word that created everything, in him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. When we start reading John on Sunday morning, we're going to be picking up right there. Do you realize that tonight, in Genesis, we're starting right where we're going to be starting in John, 
on Sunday morning where light comes into the world. Amen? This is awesome stuff, okay? If you haven't never really realized that 1 John or John 1 and Genesis 1 are mirrored in many ways, this, is, this ought to be pretty eye-opening, amen? Now, I have, another, I have another verse I wanted to read uh, just for just a little one, not a whole bunch. Uh, and God said in chapter 1, is the absolute power of God conveyed by the fact that he merely speaks and things are created. Each new section of this chapter is introduced by God speaking. This is the first of the ten words of creation in chapter 1. Let there be light. Light is the first of God's created works which God speaks into existence. Man. Now, all of you, you know, you've heard this little God theory, and I proved it Sunday that it's not real, right? Uh, I can't speak light into existence. You know what I have to do when I come in this room? I have to turn the light switch on, right? <laughs> Hopefully I don't fall down on the way there, right? God, this is showing God's magnificent power in creation, okay? This is showing God for who he is. And if we're Sunday morning, we're also going to be understanding that this God that spoke light into existence is the same God in John chapter 1 that himself contains life and that life is the light of all mankind. Amen? Can you see the gospel in here, okay? I'm just saying. Now, next I wanted to, <laughs> the third thing I had in here was that creation completely obeys God. Look at verse 3. <clears throat> excuse me. Verse, or verse 2, excuse me. No, verse 3, I'm right. 3, 4, I need 4, right? Month 4? No, month 3 is still. Okay. Verse 3. And God saw the light. That number one thing, God saw the light. People, melt, people don't think about this a whole lot, but we have this idea that God just kind of said, oh, light be, and then he went back to doing whatever he was doing. No, God was intentionally making things, and he was actively involved in looking over what he was making. You know that verse that says the Lord watches over his word to perform it? Remember that? God didn't speak it and then all of a sudden go do something else and get sidetracked. God was intently waiting to see the thing that he spoke into existence so that then he could name it. Amen? Another basic truth of the Bible. I don't have enough room. <clears throat> Another basic truth truth about the Bible is that God saw. This means he was fully aware of his creation. Later writers direct, uh, directly declare that God is aware of all events occurring throughout the earth. 2 Chronicles 16.9 Zechariah 4.10 God is not a passerby in the happenings of creation. God rested on the seventh day, but do you understand that God sustains all things? So what we say that he was resting doesn't mean God wasn't doing anything. He wasn't creating anything. 
but he was definitely still sustaining all things. Otherwise, we would not be here. Amen? The reality, if God ever chose to stop sustaining all life, all life would cease. God would blink us right out of existence, the universe and everything. If God chose not to sustain his creation. So when you think about this, understand that God is actively involved in this. Amen. I think a lot of people forget that God's looking over this creation to make sure the thing that he just said is going to be exactly what he thought he was doing. Amen. Now, does he have any doubt that it's going to be that? No. But it doesn't. That doesn't matter. Okay. The reality is I, I can almost set a watch by what time my dogs want to get up and go to the restroom in the middle of the night. Okay. So I don't have to wonder, hey, do they need to go out of the bath, go out to the bathroom when I get up in the middle of the night? I just go let them out. Right. There ain't no guessing with God. He knows all things. If I can do things like that with my limited understanding, God knowing all things. Amen. 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 So God is just watching over his work. Amen. First of all, that could speak to faithfulness on our part. If the infinite God is faithful in what he does, we should be faithful too. Uh, creation completely obeys God command, God's command. The words there was indicate that they were listening. Amen. It said light be and there was light. Amen. This speaks of this speaks of God's sovereignty. Okay. I I don't know anything else in the Bible. If you don't believe in the sovereignty of God, that God's in control of all things, that that all things are made by him and through him and all things are kept by him. If you don't believe that that he works all things according to the counsel of his own will and that all he does all according to his own good pleasure. If you don't believe that, by any other verse, if you go through Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 days where every time God spoke, creation listened. Never in the history of mankind do we see God speaking to creation and it not listen? Amen. Amen? Let's understand that. Verse 4, God saw actively, intimately involved in his creation. He knows all that he makes is good. Notice what he says. And God saw the light. What does it say? That it was good. Amen. Verse 4. And God saw the light. That it was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God separated the light from the darkness. Why? Why did God separate light from darkness? Can't have them both in the same place. That's a good answer. So we know in the rest. That's, that's a good answer. It's going right where the scriptures is going. Excuse me. That's going right where the scriptures is going because the scripture explains 
why he separates the light and the darkness in the next verse. What does it say? Verse 5. It says, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And then you'll find out that on the second day. We'll read ahead just a little bit, okay? No, we won't either. Because on the fourth day, God creates time. As far as sun and moon and stars for days and seasons and all that stuff, right? But there's still an evening and a morning on day one, two, and three. How did that happen? Well, that's because God created light and darkness. And the days and the seasons were already happening, okay? He just put the, if we go to day four, let's go look at day four. I want to show you something real quick, okay? Uh, verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heaven to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons for days and for years. Amen? You seeing this? So God creates the day and the night on day one, just like he had created the, the, the earth, right? But it was formless and void, right? So it wasn't shaped yet. There was, the waters weren't separated. Dry land hadn't appeared yet, but it was there. It was all in there. Amen? So you got to think the same thing about time, because when he, as soon as he made day and night, we begin a cycle of evening and morning. Amen? what happened he created that day and the night and then it said evening and the morning of the first day imagine that you had an evening and you had a morning with no sun with no moon with no stars time was already created on day one had to have been it had to have been created on day one. There's no other way. Amen? Because he said evening and morning the first day. God started counting, right? When he, as soon as he made light and dark, he started counting. Amen? Now, some people get all messed up when they go to day four and it says, oh, well, it says he's separating it again. Okay, that's like me painting a picture, okay? And I get a little bit of dark over here and I get a little bit of light over here, but I haven't really put a defining line here. You can tell that there's dark over here and you can tell that there's light over here, but it's kind of muddy right in the middle and it doesn't have a defined boundary, okay? So what you're getting on day four is a defined boundary of days and seasons and years. That's what you're getting there. Okay, you're getting actual minutes, seconds, hours, time right there, right? Those, those kinds of things. But time had already begun. It might not have been exactly spelled out yet, but it had to have existed or else there couldn't have been an evening or a morning. Amen? Amen. That makes sense? Okay, maybe it don't. Nobody answered, so I'm worried. God called the light day. 
The focus of verse 5 is how God ordered time on a weekly cycle. Thus, light, uh, let there be light may indicate the drawing or the dawning of a new day. God is pictured working on the sixth day and resting on the Sabbath, which is a model of human activity. Day 4 develops the idea further the lights are placed in the heavens for signs and seasons for purpose of marking days and years and seasons of the great festivals such as Passover. This sense of time being structured is further emphasized throughout this chapter. Each stage of God's ordering and filling is separated by an evening and a morning of a specific day. Now do you see what I'm saying? God specifically separated time. Time already existed. In verse 1. What God is doing in verse 4. Is making it very specific then. Amen. He's giving you the watch then. Time exists. When, hey, do you have a watch on Mike? So time stopped right? Because you don't have a watch. No. Time's still going on, even though he doesn't have a watch. Time was still going on in verse 1, irregardless of the timepieces that God put in the sky for us. Amen? Irregardless of those timepieces being there, we still had time existing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's keep going before I get stuck right there, okay? God was creating order of day and night. So we see in verse 5, time is also created on the first day. I want to read this note. Uh, ancient Israel, in, uh, in ancient Israel, the act of naming an object or place or person indicated that you held control over it. When God named the light and the darkness, he asserted his lordship and control over all of time. An ancient Israelite and modern Jewish tradition evening is the transition point from one day to the next. Amen? So God was asserting his control over creation when he named it. He was saying, I'm God, this is what you are, this is what you are. Amen? And notice where we're at if we were following our little uh, pattern here. He announced it. He commanded it. He fulfilled the, 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 the thing, done it, executed it, and then God approved it and said it was good, and then subsequently God called it day, called the light day, called the night darkness. And the very last thing that we have is where it says and an evening and a morning were the first day. Amen. Now I'm going to talk about this for a minute. And I know Mike was like waited with bated breath for this. Okay. <clears throat> the evening and the morning. There's a lot of people, and I don't know if you know this. Okay. There's a lot of people who think the six days of creation are metaphors. Okay. They, they start out with this argument. Well, the word yom, now the word yom, Y-O-M in the Hebrew means day. Simply day. 
Okay? Now, they, get, they try to confuse the issue with, well, in other parts of the Bible, it can mean longer periods of time, like the day of the Lord. And, and people were waiting for the day of the Lord for hundreds of years. But that's not the context we're reading here. In those contexts where they're trying to use the word yom, referring to long periods of time, the, 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 the actual text doesn't give you a time frame. So I would agree with them that yom, in that sense, is speaking to a long period of time. I will never argue that yom doesn't mean or can't mean long periods of time. The problem is we have a time frame, evening and morning. That's the problem. The problem with trying to make this not a 24-hour period is that I don't have to read into the text to make it a 24-hour period. I understand that an evening and a morning is a day, a 24-hour period. Amen? They have to extrapolate other answers, and they can't read the text for what it says to get their answer. Now, every other place in the Bible, the people I know will read most of this word for word, and they want to read it for what it says, right? We run into a lot of problems when we don't take it for what it says. Now, there's parts of the Bible that are metaphors. This just ain't one of them. Amen? This is not metaphorical. He says evening and morning. This is giving you a time frame. Yom, day, refers to a 24-hour period. It can refer to long periods of time. But the successive use in chapter 1 seems to mean a 24-hour period. What do I mean by successive use? Every day. There's an evening and a morning, first day. There's an evening and a morning, the second day. There's an evening and a morning, and the third day. It goes that way through the entire six days of creation. There's evening and morning, evening and morning, evening and morning. Now they get into a debate where they, they get into this debate where they say, well, the seventh day doesn't say evening and morning, so that seventh day is still happening. Okay, Fruit Loops. I'm pretty sure that everybody on this planet, now I don't want to ask everybody, but Mike, you're 41, right? He's almost 41, okay? And Mike is pretty sure that tonight is evening. In the morning, it's going to be morning, and it's going to be another day, right? So I don't even have to get into the Bible to prove that the seventh day ended, and we're in, we're in the how many ever thousand years down the road, okay? That's a, that's, that's a nonsensical argument, okay? There's also an argument that says that between verse 2, uh, verse 1 and 2, there's a big gap of time. And you don't see that in there either, okay? No. Well, they, they'll, they'll say, look, I'll show you. Verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then they'll say, see, it doesn't make any sense. The earth was without form and void. All of a sudden the earth became without form and void. But that's not what the Hebrew says even. It doesn't say the earth became void and formless. It says the earth was without form and void. It doesn't have anything to do with becoming without form and void. It was without form and void. 
Why was it without form and void? Thought God created everything perfect. Well, he does. But he didn't choose to just speak the whole world into existence all at once. He was doing it in stages. It took six days for him to do it. And only took six days for him to do it because he chose to do it that way. Well, it doesn't say he spit anything out there. It just said he created it. Okay, the, and, and I don't believe that. I don't believe that there was some form or mass that was pre-existent before God ever made it. Okay, He created everything, even the stuff that started from it. Okay, God created that too. But you can get into all kinds of weird philosophies of these days or uh, days or ages of time, like. Uh, you know the verse in, in the Bible that says a thousand years to the Lord uh, there's a year to the Lord is a thousand days and a thousand days is a year so there's a lot of people that will extrapolate some thousands of years for this first day and thousands of years for the second day but it's still if you're going to have years you wouldn't use the word yawn with evening and morning you see what I mean the text clearly indicates a 24-hour period. Amen? Amen? I don't want to uh, tell everybody else they're wrong. I just don't believe what they believe because I believe what the text says. Okay? Now, if you want a little backup here, go to Exodus 20. Okay? Exodus chapter 20. And I'll read it out of the, in, the ESV real quick here. You don't know where Exodus is. It's right after Genesis. All right. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11 says this. <clears throat> For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth and the seas and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. There were some people that uh, have tried to say, well, the ancient Israelites didn't teach that it was a six-day creation period. Are you out of your mind? What does this say? This is Exodus. Same, same person wrote Exodus that wrote Genesis, okay? It was Moses. And Moses here says that God created the heaven and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. What's the crazy look on your face for? Oh, <laughs> Did you think somebody else wrote the book of Exodus or Genesis? Moses wrote the first books of the Bible. I did a paper on this for school, okay? And and they, the question, they because the, there's a lot of uh, other opinions that, oh, there was about four or five people that wrote the, the Pentateuch. Uh, I would argue that the text in the Bible and even Jesus himself attributes Moses as the author of the law. Jesus said, Moses gave you the law. Okay? And he says it more than once. 
He, he equates Moses with the law more than once. And every other writer in the New Testament attributes Moses being the author of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Amen? So I, for one, don't care what other people try to say. If the Bible says Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, if Jesus said that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, I think I'm going to believe them. Amen? Amen? Right. I don't mean to be so crass and, and uh, sound like I don't care about other people's opinion, but I don't. Thank you. Okay? I don't. Now, I'm not saying their arguments don't have validity, but what they try to do is say, well, the words, the, the way it's written in certain spots changes. Well, the way I write is, if the way I would write to Kyle is going to be different than the way I would write to my wife. Uh, the way that I write to my mother is going to be different than the way I write to Tammy. Amen. So we can't just attribute the fact that it sounds different to some other author. That doesn't make any sense. The history of the Hebrew people attribute Moses as writing the first five books of the Bible. Amen? The Pentateuch. They, that's been their belief for thousands of years. And then some newfangled theologian in the 21st century thinks, oh, I don't think they wrote it, that he wrote it, so I'm going to put this paper out and try to disprove Moses' authorship. That's what's happening, okay? And they do that with a lot of things. They say, well, I'm going to try to get in here and prove that uh, uh, a day isn't 24 hours. That's just a dumb argument, because everybody wakes up in the morning, goes to bed at night every day for all of your life. Right, well, you know, if days are thousands of years, then we're old. Amen. <laughs> now, now I'm not, I know I'm making light of this, but I don't want to. I want you to understand that a day is 24 hours. I mean, I shouldn't really have to make that big of a, amen? Well, next time, we're going to get into the waters being separated, Amen. But a day is 24 hours. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. All right. Can stand up. We're, almost, we're done. I don't have any more notes. We're going to close. Amen.